Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Our text today is taken from the reading we heard in the Gospel of Luke. We begin with the word of prayer. Almighty God, we give you thanks for the gift that you gave to your servant Mary. For that gift of Jesus is our Savior and our Lord. We pray this day, O Lord, that you would teach us to know the truth of this Jesus so that we would trust it and proclaim it. Now I pray, O Lord, that the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts would be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. I fear that I have developed the reputation around here of being sort of a, I don't know, uh, Christmas song Scrooge, uh, based off of a number of the emails that I receive from you all throughout the year, or throughout the season, it would seem uh, that I have done the work of ruining some Christmas songs that you all dearly love and enjoy. And for this, I am sorry, except for the times when I do it because the songs are really bad. So uh, today, I, as we get into this message, my goal here, I just want you to understand from the bottom of my heart, my goal is not to ruin a song for you. But I want you to think about the song a little more deeply today as as we get into our Scripture reading. And the song we're going to be sort of thinking about on a a much deeper level than you usually hear on Kixie 91.5 or whatever that station is, uh, is the song, Mary, Did You Know? You know the song, Mary, Did You Know? I'm I'm sure many of you are familiar with it now. It's kind of become a staple in the uh, Christmas radio catalog, even on Dolly Parton's uh, new Christmas album, uh, A a Jolly Dolly Christmas. She sings a version of this song, and it's all well and good, but it's not my cup of tea. It's a little um, sappy for my taste. However, however, uh, I think I kind of get it. I think I know why we like this song. I think we like this song because we like the idea of Mary not really knowing what's going to come with this child. In fact, we sort of identify with Mary here, right? If you don't know this song, it's a song in which uh, Mary is sort of asked the question, do you know everything that's going on? Do you know that this child in your womb is going to be the Savior of the world, the Son of God, these sorts of things? And I think we like this song because when we are in a situation where a, a couple, you know, becomes pregnant, when a, when a woman becomes pregnant, all these sorts of questions arise. We want to know a lot about the child. We want to know, is, is, is the child a boy or is the child a girl? What would the child look like? Whose personality will the child have? What will the child grow up to become? Will this child be a blessing to our family or, or not? You know, what's going to happen with this child? And we have all these unanswered questions. And so we sort of identify with Mary and her pregnancy, and we want to know. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new? The child that you've delivered will soon deliver you. Mary, did you know? Well, as we come to uh, the Bible today and we come to our Scripture reading, we'll find out that you know what? Yeah, Mary did. Mary knew actually an awful lot (laughs) about who this child was going to be for her and for the world. Because you see, with Mary, unlike with you and I in our regular run-of-the-mill pregnancies, uh, Mary was a virgin who came to be pregnant, and this was announced to her by an angel who visited her and told her exactly who this child was going to be for her. 
In fact, we have on good reason here to think that this account we have today may have come perhaps directly from Mary. The Gospel of Luke is written by a guy named Luke, uh, who did a lot of research in preparing this gospel to give to the world. And he interviewed a number of eyewitnesses, and there's good reason to think that Luke perhaps interviewed Mary, and if not Mary, those who were very close with Mary. So this account that we have today is really a Holy Spirit-inspired memoir of Mary's experience with the angel and everything the angel told her so that we have here everything that Mary knew. So what was that? What did Mary know? Well, here's what the angel told Mary. First thing that Mary found from the angel, the first thing she was sort of of preached to by this angel was this, that she had been graciously chosen by God to bring forth the Savior, and that God chose her by his grace alone. Listen to what the angel says to her as she's sort of frightened because here's an angel in her presence, and that's a scary thing. The angel says to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. That's another way of saying God has decided, Mary, to show you his grace, to be gracious to you. We can think of the angel saying something like this here to Mary. Mary, listen, I know you're frightened because I'm an angel talking to you, and I got to tell you what about what's about to come may be more terrifying uh, than what than having an angel in your presence. You might be nervous about this, but you have no reason to be afraid. You know why? Because God has had favor upon you. God has graciously chosen you. You are God's beloved child. Now, this is the sort of promise that, when it comes from God empowers us to face the world, empowers us to take on whatever troubles or difficulties may come our way. Mary is able now to hear what is about to come to her from the angel because she knows that it's coming from God's gracious hand and that God, no matter what may come, is going to be gracious to her. Now, Mary is not the only person in the history of the world. Now, she's the only person in the history of the world to receive this particular promise uh, about Jesus, but she's not the only one to be in God's favor. In fact, do you realize this about yourself, that when you were baptized, God basically said to you, I am giving you my favor. You have found favor with me. That in your baptism, God said, I have graciously decided to save you. I have chosen you as my child. I have made you my own, and you are going to be my instrument in this world. And it's with this promise from God, this gracious gift of a promise from God, that we are able to face this world, no matter what may come our way, no matter what difficulty or trial or hardship or test even from God himself may come our way, we can face it. Because we know who we are. The baptized, beloved children of God. And that whatever we go through, God's face is smiling. His face smiles upon you. Now you may wonder at this, why me? I mean, I'm I'm certain Mary had to wonder at this. uh, Why me? After all, Mary was no one famous at this point. She was not some queen residing in a castle. She was a poor Jewish girl from an obscure town called Nazareth. No royal queen at all, and yet God chose her. You uh, are no celebrity. 
You're no one famous in this world. In fact, you're no one who really deserves any sort of accolades from God, even if you have received accolades in this world. Do you know why? Because you are a sinner, and yet God has decided to have favor upon you. He had favor on, just as he had favor on Mary. And we may wonder, why? Why me? How has God had favor on me? Let's get back into the message from the angel and let's learn a little bit more about what Mary knew and maybe we'll be able to answer this question. Listen to what the angel says. The angel says to Mary, Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus. And he will be great and called the Son of the Most High and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there will be no end. First, she knows the name of the child is going to be Jesus. God gave the child this name. Jesus actually means God saves uh, in Hebrew. Uh, and so uh, it's in Hebrew you would pronounce it Joshua, which is always very interesting, but it means God saves. She also learns exactly who this child is going to be. She knows he is going to be both the son of David and the son of the Most High. Now, if you are listening to the Old Testament reading today, you will know uh, that this is something that God had promised from a long time ago. He promised David that one of his descendants, David's descendants, would be the king of Israel and would set up an eternal throne. So Mary was, was probably thrilled, but not totally shocked to find out that this would be the son of David. But probably what shocked her and what blew her mind was when this child would be called the son of the Most High. Because you see, that phrase, the Most High, that's a name in the Old Testament that is reserved solely for God. So Mary knew that the child in her womb, in her virginal womb, would be the Son of the Most High, the Son of God, which in essence is saying this child in her womb is equal to God. Great heavens! Did Mary know that the child that she held was the great I Am, as the, question, as the song asks? Well, it seems like that's what the angel is telling her. That this is the Son of David and the Son of God. That's how God was gracious to Mary. That answers our question of how he was gracious to Mary. Because he gave her Jesus. He gave her the Messiah, the Savior of the world. He gave to her in her womb his divine Son who would be born to be the world's Savior. She was, uh, God was gracious to her because she was made to be the mother of our Lord. But we still want to know why. Why did God choose Mary? Was there something holier or mightier or more amazing about her that we're not seeing in the text? And actually, if you listen to Mary herself, she would say something like this. God chose me particularly because I was not powerful or famous or mighty. See, God chooses what the world would deem as foolish and lowly so that he might shame the world. He might shame the wise. Listen to what Mary will sing later on in her song called the Magnificat. Mary says, His mercy is for those who fear Him from generation to generation. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and has exalted those of humble estate. St. Paul says God chooses the lowly and the foolish things of this world, again, to shame the wise. 
Mary sings, his mercy is for those who fear him, for those who have nothing, for those who are beggars and come to him with nothing in their hands. And God decides to fill their hands with good things, to fill them with the gifts of his grace, to give to them Jesus as their Savior. He gives to beggarly Mary his own divine Son to be her Savior and her Lord. The Son of the Most High is found in this lowest of places. Now, this becomes very interesting, and I think this is something that we are all sort of uh, needing to think about here. Because so often we like to puff ourselves up and exalt ourselves. We're the sort of people, especially in our culture, in our country, who like to talk about how we are the greatest in the history of the world, and we have this very self-inflated view of ourselves. And so often we walk around with our heads in the clouds thinking that our success proves how worthy and wonderful and great that we are. And it's in those moments when we're sort of walking around with our heads in the clouds, feeling really good about ourselves, that we're just simply not going to be able to find Jesus. Because Jesus isn't up there in the clouds congratulating us for our worldly successes. He doesn't come to queens and kings and castles, but to poor Mary in Nazareth. He shows up for poor beggarly sinners who are low and despised by the world. He comes to Mary in Nazareth, so that you know there is no place that is too low, obscure, poor, or hidden for him to come and find you. And what some of us need is for God to come along and pull the rug out from under us so we finally fall down to those depths and recognize our need of him. I sometimes wonder if this isn't what God has been doing during this season of COVID for many of us. Throughout this season, he's taken away many of our idols, many of the things we hold on to, many of our securities, and he's taught us once again that all we have in this world is to trust him. He's made us lowly and he's humbled us so that once we're low and humble, we can finally hear of his son, Jesus, Jesus, whom he gives to us, the son of the most high, who chooses to be found in the lowest of places. How low? The lowest of places to the point where he's found dying on the cross for the sins of the world and placed in a tomb. We start to get at this as we hear the end here of the message that the angel gives to Mary. The Holy Spirit, says the angel, will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. He would be called Holy. Now what do we mean when we call something holy? There's a lot of, this is a very loaded word in the scriptures, and I think a lot of times we tend to focus only on one part of what holiness means, and we tend to define it in moral terms, like holy people or morally superior people. And there's, there's part of that there. There is a, there's a moral definition here. Uh, but in fact, we can also think of holiness in a different way. To be holy means to be set apart by God for God's purposes. To be holy means you're one of God's things for God's uh, purposes. So, for example, in the Old Testament, you had the temple, which was this holy place. And in the temple, there were sacrifices that were offered. And all around the sacrifices were these sort of holy things set up by God to be used for his purposes in the service of the sacrifice. So that when Jesus is called holy by God, We understand him to be the holy son of God set apart by God for God's sacrificial purposes. The child to be born would grow up to die, set apart and holy. 
so that he could shed his divine blood for the sins of the world, for your sins, for Mary's sins. And this is why God chose Mary to bring forth the Holy Son of God, so that he would come to die for you and for me and for the sins of the world. Now, did Mary know that? Did Mary know that the the child in her womb would be the sacrificial Son of God? Well, it's not entirely clear from this passage that she would have learned that, though later on she does receive a message from a gentleman by the name of Simeon, and Simeon tells her that on account of this son, a sword would pierce her soul, that she would suffer as no other mother as she watched Jesus do his holy work of offering his life as a sacrifice for her sins. Whether she knew that this was going to happen at the time is is basically irrelevant but that she trusted the promise, that she trusted the angel, that she trusted and had faith that God's favor was on her because of God's Son, because of her Son, that faith that she had is undeniable. When the angel's sermon ended, Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me as you have said. So what did Mary know? Mary knew that God graciously chose her to bring forth the Son of David, the Son of the Most High God, who would be the Savior of the world. That's what Mary knew. The other question for us today is, do you know that? Do you know that all of this that happened for Mary and through Mary and that Jesus accomplished on his cross and in his resurrection, all of this, God has done for you? That he sent this son, this son of Mary, the son of God, to be your Savior? Did you know that Jesus came to forgive you, to make you holy? Well, if you didn't, you do now. For I've just announced it to you. This child of Mary, wouldn't you know it, has come to be your Savior. Amen. Let's pray. We give you thanks, Almighty God, for the mercy you have had upon us through your Son, Jesus Christ. We thank you, O Lord, that you have given him to Mary and that Mary has brought him forth for us so that we might trust him for our salvation. Teach us, Lord, to follow the faith of Mary, but keep our eyes always fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. In his name we pray, amen.